Hello, it's me. It's Sunday evening. Am I dreading going to work tomorrow? I don't know. I don't want to go off on a tangent and just talk about work. Because I have two consecutive double shifts coming. Starting tomorrow morning up until... I think Wednesday afternoon. So, I don't know. Like, when I'm walking Athena and Thor again, which they were like the coolest dogs ever. It's just sometimes their owners, or their owner texts my boss, and the boss texts me. So, I'll get to the point. I'll get to the point of this podcast. But, I don't know. Part of me is anticipating that. But anyway, trying to stay in the moment. So, I kind of... I'm trying to develop a relationship with my higher power, the biblical God of the Jews, his chosen people. And so I'm learning so much and, and I, my personal belief is that this narrative, this being from this narrative is the true creator the Godhead. I think other religions believe it too. They might have a different way of regarding him or whatever pronoun, whatever name, formal or informal. But I think it's the same idea. So, I don't know. Um, that's just what I believe. So, what I'm kind of navigating myself is this idea of what prayer is and like life and what it means to be human and the human experience. And also just I've always been like a real, I don't want to say religious or spiritual because I think those are loaded words these days. But someone who just thinks about these matters of, of faith and spirituality, you know, which might lead to joining an organization or visiting an organization with other people that may or may not be like-minded. Whatever, right? Call it religion, call it whatever you want. So, I could do a whole episode on that, just talking about it. But anyway, I'm trying to figure out if it's okay to, like, ask for something, you know, when we need it or when we want it, right? And the thing about being human is there are times where you really need something and you lack something. And there are times when you want something and when you really want something, but you don't need it. It would just be cool to have it. And I'm kind of trying to navigate my own humility and the more or less fact that there are times where I am lost, confused, without, tired, distressed, hopeless, sick, anxious. Did I say depressed? If I didn't, I'll say it again. Depressed, um, scared, confused, weary, and... 
I pray in those times. And I'm trying to navigate this whole, like, is faith a response to the unknown or to tragedy? Is it something we do because we fear not having it? And as an INFJ, like, there's this fixation on doing the right thing and morality and ethics. And because of that, there's also this corresponding deep, dense weight of the earth or Mars-like guilt and self-policing and self-control and questioning one's own motives constantly when interacting with people, when making decisions, be they decisions made at the grocery store or at a coffee shop or what we tell people when they ask, how are we, right? So there's this almost need for me to want to do the right thing even when I pray or before I pray or like when I go outside and make the decisions I make. I don't want to live with myself, and I don't mean that in a triggering, like, suicidal way, if I don't do the right thing, because I just feel this constant guilt. But also, I'm human, and I want stuff. And I want stuff I don't need. And, I don't know, like, I really need to put this into words. So I'm just going to take my time. Because in real life, I don't take my time and then I just give up when there could be really something important. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to think about it and pause. Or pause and then think about it and then come back and say, okay, so, dang it, I forgot. Okay, is it selfish to pray? Is it selfish to believe in something? Is it because you want something in exchange? Is it more or less simply the development of a relationship with a higher power? Whatever you've named that higher power or whatever your faith has instructed you to name the higher power? Is it out of wanting something and is that wanting something bad? Because that's how I feel sometimes. It's like I question why I even believe in something. Is it because I lack something? But I do lack something. I lack so much. I'm only human, you know? I don't know the words for everything. Like, I'm learning about the death of a star. I don't know how to perform heart surgery. Look, I don't even want to know how to perform heart surgery. I don't know what's in um, a cheeseburger. And I'm not talking about meat, cheese, tomato, bread. I'm talking about the stuff they use to make all that stuff. I don't know what it is. The list is too long. I don't know how to pronounce these words. My point is, there's just stuff I don't know. There's stuff I don't have. And there's stuff I don't have to give because I don't have it to give. And that's just me being human. Not the illusion of a divine substance, but simply human. But that's why I believe. 
I don't know if it's because I want to become that and elevate myself to that. Or because I want to take what's elevated and bring it down to my level so I can talk to it and feel good and feel okay. And there's a lot of pressure. I don't know if it's just, I think it's for women and men. Where it's like, you have to give off the impression where you know enough. Where you know a lot and you're confident in it all. And you do need that, but you also need to believe it. And people need to believe that you believe it so that they can believe it. But then I think... I just feel more confident when I'm confident that I don't know anything. Because not knowing anything makes you want to learn anything. Everything. It's kind of like the saying, like, Whatever is interesting is interested. Like, you won't believe how cool it feels to just want to know something. And when, t- when someone tells you something you don't know. Like, when someone starts spieling about something you already know, like, what do you do, you know? Like, there's this itch to want to move on and say, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. But there's also this... Your feeling of wanting to say like, hey, I know this stuff. I just let people listen to their own voice because I just assume that's what they want. Like, I gotta learn to tell people that I already know that. Because I feel like with humans, there's this itch. There's this itch to want to know new stuff. And like... I don't know, one of the cool things I like about the internet, um, the, whatchamacallit, the World Wide Web, the 21st century, the digital age, the age of information, is like the access you have to knowledge. The sheer access you have to knowledge. Yes, there you do have to sift through different pages and understand like okay this is not a credible source this is a teen or this is like some 30 year old who's rushing some project for this online zine you know and there's typos and extra space marks between words and you have to say like okay this is not legitimate and then some stuff is just like fascinating you know like and plus there are video libraries there are online Websites like pages from a book like one of the cool things I'm learning about the internet is that it's a it's a really big book That is like um, Probably this episode is about knowledge or the internet, but whatever but like The internet is a library That you can watch videos on play games on And learn from. The videos can be movies. Or they can be educational. And I don't mean this in a narcissistic way. But I watch videos that will educate me. And videos about people's stories. And their experiences. Because that stuff is just fascinating. I don't really watch scripted television right now. Or 
watch film films because um, one of the reasons is just hardware wise I don't have a television monitor in my room or my where I live and then I think sometimes I just don't have the time like the commitment to do that just currently you know during lockdown I would but it's just interesting to like know that you can have a question about something type it in and learn or watch a video about it and learn like today I learned what the difference between a niqab, a hijab, and a burqa were. Like, there was like a three-minute YouTube on, YouTube video on it. I'm like, wow. And then you just learn things. You learn what different words of different languages mean. For example, I learned that. Because I'm reading the book of Revelation a lot. Some stuff I think... I'm trying to like decipher it because I think I'm cool sometimes or whatever. But I'm reading it and like reading what other people have to say about it. And part of me doesn't want to admit this. Because I don't know. And also... I don't even want to think I know because I don't. But like some of the stuff, honestly, I think it already happened before we were even born. So it's probably going to happen. Um, I don't know. I want to do this NFT thing on, on the, um, on the whole book. Um, but starting with, like, the trumpets or whatever. And, um, anyway. Like, there is this part where it talks about wormwood. And it turns the sea bitter. And I had to look up what wormwood was, and I guess it's like a medicine that like kills intestinal worms and then people were like dying in the in the book from drinking the water and was it they were i don't know if they were dying because they were drinking the water or whatever but you know you just end up learning about things you know and i think there's just a thirst when it comes to being human and I'm on day like, hold on, what day is it today? It's the 26th. I'm on day 26 of NoFap, which is like, if you don't know, and this is going to sound really weird and people are probably going to make fun of me for it, but I don't care. It's like, it's what it sounds like. Google it. I don't care. And if you're laughing, you probably already know what it was. So... I just realized how thirsty people are. I don't know if men are thirstier than women or men are just more obvious when they show it. But I just think for me during NoFap, it's been like I'm aware of how thirsty I am as a person, how hungry I am for something, you know, for so much. Like, if you were to take two different people, right, and hung out with them, and they were different, one of them was, I don't want to say obsessed, but intense with 
reading, watching videos and stuff, you know, really just wanting to learn and to explore. And then you were to hang out with someone who all they did was gossip or like, I don't know, pursue worldly possessions or that, you know, someone vapid, right? Like, who would... Who would you want to become? You know, who would be more fun to hang out with? Who would you have more to talk about with? And I feel like one of the things I've learned growing up is that self-interested people are just kind of boring. You know? And they're not always attractive or unattractive just like the interesting people aren't always attractive or unattractive it just depends on that life that blank life you know like i'm all for pedicures when you want to treat yourself but if you're doing it every week every other day it's like what's the point you know it just it becomes you and, like, for me anyway, because I can't say I judge, but just preferences. It's like, I don't know, like, you have you ever hung out with someone who they just did shallow stuff and it's like, they talk to you about it and you're like, yeah, uh-huh. And there's just like, uh, this feeling inside, like, you want to know more, you want to learn more. And I feel like that's why so many people go on their phones now. And it's not a bad thing. Because like I said, the internet's a book. You know, a book you where you choose the pages of that book. And you can use it and your phone as a way to like see if someone liked what you wrote and showed like picture-wise. Or you can use it to mindlessly look at information like pictures events clickbait or you can delve you know and like it's just a vice if you use it as a vice but i think it is a vice for me like i think i have a phone addiction but like it's because you can do so much on your phone it's like okay let's say you're a teenager in the year 2000 i don't know 2005 or 2000 no, let's say 2002. No, let's say 2003. Yeah, let's say 2003. Um, we would watch TV. We would listen to music. We would read. We would talk to our friends. Maybe over the phone. Um, what else? Maybe watch sports. I'm trying to think of other stuff. Play video games. But the thing is, we needed different devices to do that. Like, I remember CD players. Like, when you were talking to your friend, you couldn't really also be listening to music unless they were also listening to music. Like, if you were on your phone, you couldn't really 
read a book. Because, wait, what am I saying? I feel like what I'm trying to say is like... What am I trying to say? Well, my original point from there was... You'd have these different things. You'd have these different tools. You'd have a book with pages that you would flip through and look at. You had a television that you had to turn on manually. Um, you had a telephone, which you had to pick up and push buttons on to talk to a friend. Like, that was really the only way to talk to a friend um, in those days, like early 2000s especially. Uh, or definitely the 90s. There was like, the internet was very primitive. It was not... Yes, there were, like... There was instant messaging, but that was just instant messaging. I'm trying to figure this out. Let's say there was no instant messaging. You could really only call your friend. And that was so interesting because now it's like you don't have to call them and you don't even have to text them. It's like almost become a passive dynamic with people you know. And it wasn't always that way. And I keep straying from my point. But the point is it was different. You couldn't use your phone. If you wanted to have a radio show, you'd have to buy equipment. Or a radio show. And like I said, you had to own a CD player. And it's a trip. It's a trip because, like, there are kids who are alive today. And they'll have kids. But the kids now. The trippy part is, like, they won't know a world where you couldn't use a mobile phone or a device to get food delivered to you. That was just non-existent. Like, I think we had, like, Pizza Hut and Domino's. And I think that was it. If my memory serves me well. I think there were some Chinese places you could order and they would deliver. But you'd have to use a telephone. A landline. Um, and things were just different. They say times were simpler. But I don't... I've never understood that because times are, are simpler now because they're more convenient. Like, if I needed a pair of shoes, I'd have to go to a shoe store. Or, eventually, they developed catalogs where you would, like, get a magazine kind of thing in the mail and there'd be a little card and you would either call a phone number and enter these numbers. That would come later. Or you can kind of put... Um, what product you wanted to order with the number. And you'd get it delivered eventually. But it's like, now, honey, 
you can order a pair of shoes with a screen that you just touch. It's interesting. I'm telling you, all this stuff, I don't know if we'll have the wisdom that should go with it, you know? It's going to get trippier. I think one day, like, there was this, I don't know what it was. I think it was like a Tide thing where you would push a button and it would order you like more detergent or something. You didn't even have to go on your phone. It would just be in your home somewhere. I don't know if that's still a thing, but I think one day in your brain, there's like an electric impulse that makes a decision to order a product. I think I might need water. I don't usually talk for this song. I promise. <coughs> My breathing's getting weird. I probably have to open the door. When you're used to being outside, rooms get stuffy. gonna be working a lot more and more so but i don't think i'm gonna be tired like i was in the restaurant um okay so i feel like one day it's just gonna be a thought impulse it'll be a thought impulse and it'll say are you sure you want to order this item and then you're like, yeah, I'm sure. And then it's like, are you sure you're sure? And it's like, you can command it, never mind. Or you can say, I'm sure, I'm sure. And it'll do it. I'm telling you, it'll get that simple. Because it's like, I don't know to what extent this is real or not, because I'm just speaking for myself. I think people have this obsession with getting to the point of civilization where they don't have to like think about things they don't have to think about but there's also this need to be physically fit and healthy to enjoy the life of not having to think about anything you don't have to think about and i think that's where we are going or where we kind of need to go. Because it just feels right. You know like a world where. I'm not even talking about world peace. And like interpersonal conflict. But I'm just talking about life. Like I don't want to worry about stuff. That I don't want to worry about. There are some things we. Get stressed about. That we like problem solve. Which is good. But there's just some stuff. It's like ugh, you know. And I think people have a desire to have that life collectively. And I think we'll probably get there. And I probably won't see it. Um, going back to my original point like of the stuff. We just used to need to have a lot of stuff to do stuff. Now we just need a phone. So is it an addiction? I don't know. But people like to learn. They like to feel good and they like to learn. So... Yeah. It's okay to want something when you don't have it, 
But then when you have it, you're just practicing desire. That's all it is. It's just like running or cycling or swimming or any kind of cardio. You know, you do it long enough, it's fine. Unless it puts pressure on your joints. Like my feet hurt with the dog walks, but anyway. Um, you practice desire itself. You practice the practice of it. And when you get something, when you have a thing, you're just, it's a diminishing return, I guess, you know? It's good to practice delayed gratification if you can. But my point is, like, it's normal to want something, but to need something is human. To need something is just a fact of life itself, you know? Like, how are you going to tell a flower, like, to not pollinate? Or does the bug pollinate? Or produce pollen? Or how are you going to tell a leaf to... Why are you wanting sunlight? Like, because I'm a leaf? And it's kind of like that with sex. Like, yes, people need sex. But it's like, also people need to focus on their life. And not just on their body parts. You know what I mean? And that's something Nelfep has taught me is like, when are we just going to see women as human? When are we going to see people as people? As not good or not evil, but just kind of like there and learning and growing and yearning. Because that's what we are. It can be cool. But because we want, we suffer. Because we needlessly want. We needlessly suffer. And it's in all these old books from thousands of years ago. These civilizations achieved what they wanted and they kept wanting and they ran into the civilizations that won the same and they fought with them and one of them had to lose just like a basketball team has to lose versus the other one. And it's like, I don't know, you know, I don't know what's going to happen next. So I do know what's going to happen next. I have to pick up some keys. I'm trying to go to bed. It's going to be hard because I drink coffee and I'm going to finish this coffee. Because I'm obsessed. I'm a fiend. Okay. And this is doing well. Two cups a day. I do two cups because after two cups, coffee just won't work anymore. It just won't. It just becomes a head vice. Like a mind vice. So, an illusion. So... I'm gonna run my... Scheduled for tomorrow because I don't know, I just want to talk about it. I don't like walking this one dog twice because when I walk this dog a second time, I'm exhausted and the dog is exhausted, and it's like 
It's kind of like a parent parent telling their child to wash their or to brush their teeth for the hundredth time that day. They don't want to tell their kid to. Their kid doesn't want to do it, but it's like they might have to for whatever reason. It's like fine, because this dog is older. So I guess when they're older, it's like they can't walk as much, but they have to walk even more, which is weird. Um. And then there's these other dogs that just don't walk. So I want to have this strategy. Strategy. Where what I do is I I shouldn't record this, but what I want to do is like run from their home to like a corner of the street and leave my phone there. And then walk with them to my phone, pick my phone up, run another block, leave my phone there, run back without my phone to the dog, dogs, take them back to there, and then just walk back. However long that takes until 30 minutes is up because it's GPS and like... The dogs I'm walking tomorrow, other than two, they just stop all the time, which is really tough on my feet, my mind, my knees, but it's a job and it's with dogs, which aside from their occasional stubbornness, it's nowhere near working with other people. It's so different. It's so different. That's why I like it. It's an escape. It's exercise. It's going outside. And it's bonding with a companion for no reason. I think I'm just different, you know? People suck. But I love people. They're cool. Anyway, I'm gonna go. Bye.